can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido. The Celtics absolutely destroyed the Charlotte Hornets. 116-86. Happy Easter, everybody. What a way to celebrate. Love this game. Uh, So want to dive into today's podcast, same as usual. Go through player of the game. Uh, We'll run through some of the positives uh, there really aren't any negatives. So the second half, I uh, do want to talk about some of the things that the Celtics need to continue to do uh, and kind of where the, the standings are shaking out at this point. But to get things started, I uh, do want to start with player of the game. And I kind of gave Evan Fournier player of the game last game. And Time Lord was probably just as deserving. Evan Fournier had a great game, but tonight I am giving it to Evan Fournier uh, again. And this is, you know, I I truly believe he was like the best player on this team tonight. Uh, played 22 minutes. Actually, all of our starters were under 30 minutes. All of our players were under 30 minutes, which is awesome. We love games like that. Love games like that. Give our guys some time to rest. Uh, especially, again, guys like Jalen Brown with, you know, injuries. Uh, so this is good. We got some, we finally got to see Romeo uh, Romeo Langford. The man does exist. Uh, and we'll dive into that. But honestly, want to dive into Evan Fournier today. Because today, ultra efficient. Played 22 minutes. 17 points, a team high plus 24 and plus minus. Uh, But also added in six assists, uh, as well as two steals and a block. Uh, And he did it just like ultra efficiently too. So the guy had 17 points, only took nine shots. Nine shots. And this is, you know, kind of the guy that I was talking about, you know, when we first traded for him. I said earlier, like, he's not a guy that's going to go out and shoot 20-plus shots a game. He's going to go out and score just in a ultra-efficient way, and he did that tonight. I'm not going to say he's going to do, like, on nine shots again, uh, but 17 points, 5 of 9, 4 of 5 from 3, and 3 of 3 from the line. And the part that I like to see the most from this is the assist game. You know, you saw we saw two beautiful alley oop passes to Time Lord uh, in pick and roll situations, and this is the guy that we traded for. I said it too; like he's he's coming into this team, and he's already one of the best, if not best, pick and roll players. Uh, and it's it's great to have. Like we desperately needed this, uh, and this is you know hopefully the start of something here. We gotta. Win against a really shitty Hornets, uh, no, not Hornets, really shitty Rockets team. Uh, And the Hornets, although they're playing without Gordon Hayward, are still a playoff team. Uh, And this is a huge win. 30-point win against, you know, realistically the team in fourth place right now. Uh, So this this is just a win that all Celtics fans need to be thrilled about. And one of the things that really came together was you know ball movement 
we started off pretty slow, and it kind of showed. Like, the very beginning of the game, first, I don't know, four or five minutes or so, uh, there was a lot of iso ball, and I got real pissed off. And I was like, oh, great. You know, just had a 30-plus assist game. Why not just throw it away and start playing iso ball again? Uh, and it showed. The Celtics started the game uh, on 3 of 10 shooting. Uh, and it was just, it was terrible. Uh, up and down. Like, it was just not a not a good start to the game. But the Celtics turned it around. Ended the night with 29 assists on 43 makes. Uh, so, solid. All around. Uh, and you see it, too. Like, you see the, the percentages just jump. And this is a perfect example of that. You know, the other thing that the Celtics did really, really well tonight uh, was just control the ball. Like, we just held on the ball. We did not turn the ball over. Ended the night with just six turnovers as a team, uh, which is just, it's, it's efficient. Like, these are the games that you want. Like, we also forced a ton of turnovers for the Hornets. They had 17 turnovers. So, overall, this is just a offensively, defensively, one of the best games that we've played. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the best. I still think the win against Milwaukee was probably better. But this is a, this is a game where you're just, you've got to be thrilled about. Uh, so, that's where we stand. I want to talk about the two Rain and Jays, both of which had solid performances. Uh, Jalen Brown really started the game off super hot, had 11 points in the first, uh, ended the half at 14, uh, and then really didn't do a ton after that. So I had 11 of his 17 points in the first quarter alone, uh, and didn't really do a ton after that, uh, but also didn't take a ton of crazy shots. Like he only ended the night six of 13. And again, mind you, he really didn't play. For almost the entire fourth quarter. I actually am not even sure if he played in the fourth quarter because we were up by so much and they wanted to, to give him some time to rest. Uh, but ultra efficient, too, from three. Five of eight from three. 17 points, six rebounds. Uh, one of the things that he does really well, and I, I don't know if this is really a all season long, this has been the case for him, uh, but every time he goes up, if he misses, he's coming down with his own rebound. Like he had four offensive t- rebounds tonight, and I might have miscounted, but I'm pretty sure every single one of those four was on shots that he missed. So he's cleaning himself up, and this is good. This is what you want. Uh, so added a bunch of rebounds, added on an assist, a block. Uh, overall, just a solid, solid performance. Again, scoring was kind of sporadic. The majority of it came in the first quarter uh, and then not really much after, but defensively played fantastic. Uh, and again, minutes were limited. So, you know, take take those stats as kind of as you want. Uh, he obviously played a lot in the beginning. Uh, and it just kind of dwindled down when you have such a huge lead. Uh, that you're really not too worried about <laughs> about losing it, uh, but overall this is just it's a solid win. The other the other Jay that really performed here was Jason Tatum, and probably had a case for player of the game. 
Uh, had a tough start to the game. He had zero points in the first quarter on 0-4 shooting. Uh, and then started the second quarter with a nice up fake, drew contact for two free throws. And then he just kind of went on a tear. Uh, ended the game 22 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, 8 of 15 shooting from the field, 3 of 4 from the line. Overall, still want to see him get to the line more than four times. Uh, this was a this was a good game. Again, not taking a, a ton of shots. There was a little bit of ISO early on, uh, but that kind of kind of changed moving towards the end of the game. Again, not a ton of minutes for him either, only twenty eight. Uh, but you know, moving the ball just better tonight. The last two games. I mean, again, I'm not the Rockets win. You can't really say much about like the Rockets are just a terrible team. Uh, this is a good game. This is a really good game. You know, we saw uh, really since the trade deadline, Time Lord has just been playing on a completely different spectrum. Uh, has looked fantastic, and tonight was no exception. Uh, end of the night, sixteen points, eight rebounds, four of which were offensive, two assists, two steals, a block. On 7 of 9 shooting. So, again, Time Lord is just turning up the heat. Ultra efficient from the field once again. And doing everything. He is just a serious, serious lob threat. And we saw him on the, the receiving end of a couple of those tonight. Two of which we already talked about coming from Fournier in the pick and roll. So, these are just... You know, this is really the evolution of Time Lord. And you're seeing him kind of become a, a legitimate offensive option uh, just because of his just like sheer athleticism. Uh, one of the things that we saw tonight from him that we haven't seen a ton of during the rest of the season is a fadeaway mid-range. Uh, kind of looking a little bit like KG there. Brings in that energy. He's definitely not as good of a shooter as KG. I'm not going to argue that. But he had a, a serious turnaround. Like We've seen him at various points of the, the season hit a pretty decent mid-range. Uh, not a ton, obviously. Like mo- The majority of his points are coming from dunk. Not even, I can't even say just from paint, but from dunking. Uh, but we did see a, probably a good 10-foot fadeaway maybe closer to eight feet fadeaway uh so it's just another part of his game that the celtics just haven't really seen a bunch of uh and seriously like if he can continue to develop that this is a a completely different team slash player in robert williams uh so this is it's good the evolution is good celtics fans have to be happy about that uh, you know, the other, we had two other performances tonight in Kemba and Smart, right? I'm not going to, I'm going to talk about this super briefly. Kemba kind of struggled tonight. I'm not going to say a bunch of negative stuff. Didn't take a ton of shots. Only 12 shots for Kemba. Good, good number. He did add in six assists. So tied Fournier for team lead. Uh, and Marcus Smart. This is this is the game that I expect and want and hope to to have from Marcus Smart. Twelve points, 
four of eight shooting, very simple, not taking a ton of crazy shots, had a couple of kind of deep threes that he probably should not have taken, but the majority of them are wide open. Like, I'm pretty okay with these shots that he took tonight. Only, again, four of eight, four of seven from three. Uh, defensively was fantastic. Ended with a steal, a rebound, and four assists. So, similar to the Rockets game, like, he just, he didn't shoot a ton, but he looked to be a facilitator. And this is, this is the Marcus Smart that we need. Because he can be one of the better ball handlers slash facilitators on this team. Like, Kemba's not that true facilitating point guard. He's always a, you know, a shoot first, score first type point guard. Just the way he is. It's the way he's built. Uh, And he's good at it. I mean, he's struggled, obviously, at points. Uh, But Marcus Smart can be our best, you know, facilitator on this team. And I love seeing games like this where he's not shooting a ton, but he's working the ball around trying to get people involved. Uh, And he had a couple of, I want to say hockey assists. I know that's not a stat in basketball, but he had a couple hockey assists tonight that really just led to an open shot. Uh, So this is just, I mean, up and down. Up and down, it's just a really efficient game. Like, we finally got to see the return of Romeo Langford, and, you know, obviously it's been hyped up. He didn't play a ton, 12 minutes. Defensively in the first half, I thought he was unbelievable because he got some decent run early. Uh, And, you know, second half he played a decent amount as well. Defensively, it doesn't really look like there was any drop-off. Like, he had one play where he kind of got burnt a little bit uh but the guy ended up stepping back i forget who he was defending it might have been might have been washington uh they kind of got past him a little bit and he ended up trying to go back to a step back and romeo langford somehow gets right back in his face offhand contests the shot uh and it's just it's stuff like this that makes it everything just a little bit more difficult for teams. Like he is versatile enough that he can just throw up a random hand. Doesn't matter if it's a strong hand or not. Uh and make a play on the ball. And as far as size, like we've talked about it. Like his he's just a big dude. And it looks like he's put on like almost 20 pounds of just muscle. So this is good. This is what the Celtics need. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be a big scoring guard, but if he can go in with a guy... Now that we added Fournier, the offense completely changes, right? So you've normally had to rely on having a shift with Kemba, Jason, or Jalen. The problem with that is there were times where you could only put one on the floor because two of them needed to rest. With the addition of Fournier, you have four legitimate scores and four people that can drive, dish, shoot, shoot from deep. Like, they're legitimate threats. And having that fourth option opens up the floor, opens up the team to just run a bunch of different lineups. 
And that's exactly what happened tonight. There were a couple of stretches where Evan Fournier and uh, Jason Tatum, or J- actually, no, it's Jalen Brown, were on the court together. And then they tossed in a guy like Romeo, tossed in a guy like Smart. And defensively, Smart and Lankford are fantastic. And when they're not relied on to score heavily, then the offense just runs better. Like, Romeo Langford, again, it's his first first game back in a very long time. But what you normally, what we saw from him in the bubble last year, uh, and then before he got injured again, was a guy that just is constantly doing backdoor cuts. A guy that's constantly moving. And it, if he can get back to that, if we can get back to that as a team... We're moving the ball a lot better. Like, a lot better these last two games. And is it going to be consistent? Who knows? Fingers crossed they are. Uh, But this is a a really good sign for the Celtics team. Obviously, tonight you saw Brad kind of unload the bench because we had such a big lead. But leading up to, you know, the fourth quarter, he kept a pretty small rotation. It was pretty, I mean, out of the bench, the only guys that really had double digits in minutes were Neesmith, which was 12, Langford with 12, uh, but then it was Pritchard and Fournier, 17 and 22, respectively. So he kept the rotations pretty light, which I like. Like, these are the guys that you kind of want to step up and you kind of expect bigger minutes from. And I'm glad it was I'm glad it was Neesmith over a guy like Grant. Uh, but overall, I mean, this is just a game where you got to be happy. Like this is, you know, it's not it's not the perfect situation. Like we've we lost obviously our first two games of the seven game homestand, but we've won the last two. We won the two games before that. So if you look at the last six games, we're four and two. And there are few stretches of the season where we could actually say that. So this is the first time we've had like a legitimate, hopefully we're turning around moment. And I'm going to take that as a win. So this is huge. I do want to talk about some of the standings, talk about where the Celtics kind of fall as far as playoffs go right now. Uh, before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and gives sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sports book, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, we are back. Talk about the standings, kind of where the Celtics stand right now, uh, as well as our upcoming schedule. Uh, tonight was a fun day to be a Celtics fan because Philly lost, Brooklyn lost, obviously Charlotte, who is above us in the standings, also lost. 
Uh, so the Celtics are moving up a little bit. Right now, again, we're still in eighth place, 25 and 25, but we're one game behind the Miami Heat in fourth place. With that being said, we're also two games above the Pacers that are in ninth, which isn't good, but we still have a couple home games coming up, one of which is against the Knicks, who is above us. Uh, But we've got two really tough games. So we have Monday off, we play Tuesday against the Sixers, and then we have a game Wednesday, which means no Kemba, against the New York Knicks. So that's a game probably expecting to see Fournier get his first start in a Celtics uniform. Uh, But these are two pivotal, pivotal, excuse me, games. Uh, and we can make up a lot of ground here because if we can move the Knicks out, go above them, you know, eventually we're going to be higher in those standings, right? The Philly game is going to be tough. Again, they actually got kind of roasted today, 116-100 to the Grizzlies, uh, who haven't had a, a phenomenal season. Uh, but seriously, this is like a it's a huge stretch for the Celtics to make up some ground in these standings. Uh, if we can beat Philly and the Knicks, we're probably looking around a five seed at this point. Uh, again, there's still a lot of season left. We've got a month and a half left of basketball. Uh, but it's time to start making some moves. It's time to start winning again. I want, you know, one of our first win streaks of three games coming up soon. And then that to be extended to four. I don't think, I think that's happened one time all season long. Four games, that's it. It's not a ton, it's not a huge winning streak. But I'd love to get past Philly and the Knicks. Uh, so that's what we got. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough road. And then we're following it up. I mean, we've got the, the Timberwolves on Friday, so that shouldn't be overly challenging. Uh, then we've got the Nuggets on Sunday. So, again, three of four games are pretty tough. Pretty tough. So, if we can pull something off here uh, and move up these standings, this is the time to take advantage. Uh, with that being said, it's not going to be an easy road. Like, it's not going to be an easy road. What I do like and why I like the Celtics' chances on doing so is the way that the ball has just been moving. And I talked about this on Twitter, too. Uh, when the Celtics play like it's a game of hot potato, the ball just... The whole team just plays better. Like, try to keep the ball in your hands no more than four seconds at a time. And when you're doing that, you're driving to the lane. You're dishing which is just essentially dropping coverage on the other team, leaving one of your teammates open for a three or just a harder or an easier shot, excuse me. So this is the blueprint. I've said it, I said it last game, like ball movement is key. Tonight, we did, enough, we did a really good job of that again. Uh, the thing that stepped up a lot tonight was really like defensively, we just moved our feet a lot better, like a lot better. Like, they did not, like, perimeter defense has been a major struggle for the Celtics all season long. And tonight, 
we really got out in front of them. We forced them into some tough shots, but they shot terrible from three. 10 of 31. So this is what the Celtics need to do. Like We need to collapse. Well, I guess uh, we need to not collapse and force people to score in the paint. You know, and that's kind of ass backwards from the way that the NBA has been played. But the way the NBA is now, like modern day NBA, three points win. Like there's a reason that the Utah Jazz are number one in the NBA right now at 38 and 11. Because they take the most threes, they hit the most threes, they're super efficient shooting three, and it shows like 38 and 11 is unbelievable like it's a fantastic record and a lot of it is because they're just ultra efficient from three like you look back at the the days where golden state didn't suck uh and it was like they were dominating the league because they were the best three-point shooting team you know i i don't know if the people out there need to know this or not but a three-pointer is a whole extra point than a two-pointer and that wins you ball games. Hate to clue you in. A lot of people out there are screaming and shouting, saying the Celtics are shooting way too many threes. And I'm not going to argue. Like we shot 54 three pointers today. That's a lot of three pointers. But the last two games, we've shot a lot of three pointers and we've hit a lot of three pointers. 39% tonight, 38.9. Like, that's a pretty healthy percentage from three. Like, yes, it's it's a little bit over a, a third, but that's also a little bit over a third, which is pretty good from three. Uh, so overall, this is solid. Like, if the Celtics can continue to stick to guys on the perimeter and force them to either take tough contested threes or drive, then the Celtics can do this. Like, we've had Rob Williams in the you know in the paint blocking shots and he's been fantastic at kind of defending the paint. So it looks like the Celtics have kind of figured it out a little bit. Again, it's not a great sample size. It's a it's a decent win against a really shitty Rockets team and it's a a blowout victory against uh you know a Hornets team that doesn't have Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball. But the actions are there. Now it's just time to figure out if the consistency is there. Uh, but that's what we got. I mean, overall, this is a game where you just you have to be happy about. You got to be happy the Celtics absolutely destroyed Terry Rozier and the Hornets. So that's where we're going to end today's podcast. Super thrilled. Celtics are moving up in the standings. Back to 500. Hopefully never going under 500 again. But... Uh, Make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to rate, review, share the podcast with friends. And most importantly, tune in again Tuesday night after a very tough game against Philly. We will talk to you soon. Have a good night, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.